came up a one on one. I can teach you one on one. Welcome to another episode of the BZ Podcast. As always, this is Zay rocking out with my co-pilot, Britt. The usuals are in the building. Happy to have brought in the new year safe and sound. Highly favored and more than blessed. We hope everybody is doing well in good health and ready to thrive in the new year. Um, We want to thank each and every one of you for sticking with us. Whether you know it or not, your support keeps us motivated and keeps us coming back to the mic. Um, As always, please make sure you like, subscribe, follow, share, all that good shit. Cool. Let's get to it. So towards the end of 2021, Britt and I sat down to plan the direction of the pod and almost unanimously we agreed that we need to talk to more people. Our show needs more guest spots and looking back at those episodes, we really get up for those and the audience seems to enjoy it the most. So we are the people's pod. We try to give y'all what y'all want, what y'all need. So to show y'all we not playing no games, it is January 9th. We are a week into the new year and sitting with us today is none other than the homie friend of the pod, amazing artist from Tennessee, but more recently by way of Dallas, Texas, apparently, <laughs> Mr. Ron Obasi. How are you, son? What's going on? I'm good, man. I got to say, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here, bro. You got just as much joy as I had last time as being on here. Oh, awesome. Y'all family, for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Feel the same way. Yeah. How's Dallas treating you? Um, it's, it's good, bro. I'm still getting acclimated because I still go back and forth and stuff. Like, I still do the recording, you know what I mean? My little one's still living in Nashville and everything and stuff like that. But when I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I'm still getting acclimated still. But I love it. Nice. I'm just as comfortable as here as I am there. That's what's up. What inspired the move down there? Like, was there a specific reason why you jumped down there? Texas is kind of wide open. And I always hear good things about Texas as far as the ability to move around. So... What was your reasoning for going down? I don't know, man. I guess uh, you can just amount it to like fate or something like that. It was never in my cars to just be like, oh, I'm finna move <laughs> to Dallas, Texas, bro. But you know what I'm saying? For short, the homie that went and fell in love, you feel me? So, but when the, it, it brought me here. So like, mm-hmm. but being around here was just like, no, it's, it's the perfect place to be to like create a, a fresher start. But it, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't just something I was just like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. come out of nowhere and take this leap. Mm-hmm. A lot of things brought me here to Dallas, Texas. Nice. I had a question. I, I'm sorry if you said this the last time we spoke. Have you ever lived anywhere else besides Tennessee before Dallas? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I count college for sure, I stayed in Virginia for a minute when I was playing ball and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't think we knew that. Yeah. That's, 
But <laughs> that was definitely one of the past lives in this life for sure, for sure. Yeah. Where at in Virginia? It was a small town oh, okay. between like Richmond and all of that stuff. But it was, it was called Buena Vista, Virginia. So it was at a D2 school named Southern Virginia. Okay, nice. And you say you was playing ball? You was playing ball down there? You was playing football? And basketball for the school. Yeah. Oh, sh- excuse me. Football, <laughs> nah, but football for sure. Football for sure. Basketball. It's a funny story, bro. Like mid-basketball season, I was like, college ain't for me. And I just came home. <laughs> so basketball is one we usually leave off. You feel me? But football for sure. Football for sure. That was what I was doing mostly down there and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's awesome that, you know, you had to, I mean, shoot, you got to get up out of Tennessee. You know, like you said, you're still able to go back, able to experience somewhere new. Anytime you can get somewhere new, I say go for it. And it makes sense. Definitely go for it. I think that's the best part about any, like, a lot of the stuff that's going on, like, now. You know what I mean? We're talking about moving and everything, but it's not just, you know what I'm saying, finding a home. It's, like, anything with the music, like, you know what I'm saying, more developing more friendships and partnerships and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I I, I personally, you know what I mean, hopefully y'all can, like, you know what I'm saying, attest to the same thing, just been spreading my wings, you know what I mean? A lot of different Mm -hmm. places have been taking me places, but they, the best part about them is they all make sense. Like she was just saying, they they all make sense. They don't feel like I'm just, you know what I mean, being somewhere where I ain't supposed to be. Right. So it's it's been all good. It's been all good and growth for sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. So now, little did you know that you are making BZ Podcast history as the only artist to have been brought on twice. So it's kind of a big deal. Hey. It's kind of a big deal. Um, you should also know that your first appearance on the pod is one of our like most popular episodes. Our, the feedback still rolls in. That's tight. I think we was talking in the DM shortly, or it could have been text messages, but he definitely let me know that, and it it made me smile from ear to ear. You nice. feel me? Because I know, like I said, it was just so genuine. I love that. I love that episode too. We talked about a lot, a lot of stuff that people didn't know about. Yeah. But we also we also cover conversations that you know other people find difficult to talk about and everything. Mm-hmm. That was fire, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's definitely one of my favorite episodes as well. So I'm hoping like we can kind of recreate that moment oh, yeah. and extend that conversation some. So I mean, I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, thank you for coming back on. Same man, same man. Thank y'all, thank y'all. Of course, you know a hundred times yeah. over. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm trying to remember how long it's been since we last spoke to you. I think it was um, February of 2021. Oh, wow. It's almost a year. I would say it had to be about a year. Yeah, you were the first guest in uh, 2021. Oh, so now you're our first guest of 2022 as well. See? It's coming together. I said everything just be making sense, man. <laughs> See? It makes sense. So, how did the rest of 2021 play out for you? Like, if you could sum it up, how would you describe it? So, we talked yeah, at the top true. of the year, so I guess just run us through the, your year real quick. Transformation, for sure. A lot of change uh, in my personal life, more so than anything. The year turned out just one to be grateful for. Like mm-hmm. I said, we just talked about the move, you know what I mean? Uprooting or whatever, getting uncomfortable and then getting comfortable again. But even through the music, I'm sure, I mean, I will hopefully y'all can hear the growth in there. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. The, the more mindfulness, you know what I mean? Like I said, a lot of things just been growing for me, man. Uh, I got my first crib. I saw that. Like, it was I crazy. I was so right? happy right for you. Did you miss that? I was so happy for yeah, you. Yeah, congrats man. again, man. Congratulations, man. Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? That's that's big for me, you know what I yes. mean? That's legendary for me, that type of shit. That's big for anyone, yeah, man. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. That's a huge accomplishment. That's awesome, bro. Tight, man. Tight, bro. So. 
2021. Or oh, were you finished? What nah, else you had man, going just, on? Is there anything else you wanted to fill us in on? I was grateful as hell. 2021 ended up being the year that, you know, if you if, if you pay attention to the calendar years, you know what I'm saying? But I'm kind of learning that the spring is the actual new year, you feel me? But Yeah. But mm-hmm. the calendar year for sure, 2021 was beautiful. Sure. It started it started good and it, it ended even better. That's beautiful. Um I mean, speaking worldwide, twenty twenty one was kinda like an odd year. Yeah. You know, like coming off of twenty twenty, the ability to move around was different because of all that's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> that's how black people say it. They don't even say COVID, they just say all that's going on. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and now it seems like, you know, the, the new variants and all that stuff. I don't want to get all into it, but it seems like you're kind of taking a step backwards because there was this kind of window in twenty twenty one where it felt like we might be moving back to quote unquote normal but you know i can't help but think that like as an artist that ability to just move around get in front of audiences and all that stuff that's kind of vital and i'm sure the pandemic has halted some mobility for a lot of artists i mean maybe not you 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 went and moved to texas and shit so you still on the move i'm wondering if that feeling of having to be still or it was best to be still did that like affect your creative process at all I I personally think I don't know not just myself any any artist can attest like this probably been changing our whole ways of maneuver since it first started I don't think it ever really kind of dropped off for us you feel me even when like I don't know mm-hmm. I'm not you know I'm not a major artist I wouldn't be complaining about like yo I can't I can't go nowhere and make money off this tour and stuff like this or whatever right now but since it started. It gave you more free time, but, it, you know, more artists had to be, like, you know, super hands-on about their direction and what their next move was, more intentional. It just it just shifted a whole lot of, uh, I guess, things to, you know, the, the algorithm, the, the phones and everything, because, like... Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. A lot less people were talking about going out, so artists had to find ways to continue mm-hmm. to grasp attention or revenue or whatever it was that they were doing online. Me personally, I I was still trying to figure out what my next move was artistically, you know what I mean, that I could passionately communicate over the net, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. even then, like I said, I just, I don't know. I know, like I said, from smaller artists, it, I don't, I just, I don't think anybody personally couldn't move as far as artistically. It just, everybody's attention on the net right now anyway, from the news Mm -hmm. or from Mm -hmm. what's going on. I think most artists are trying to find ways to stick out separate yourself not try to find yourself stuck in the algorithm or repeating the same things <laughs> and being original hopefully i'm not rambling but yeah, yeah yeah no you're not at all nah you good quick question um some artists or some people in general um they feed off of the energy of other people yeah. you know and i don't know if you i don't think you're dependent upon that um but you know, some people use that as like a, a handicap. Yeah. Like I got to be in the mix in order to be creative. Like that fuels my creativity. And I can just see how like the last couple of years that could fuck with a with any type of artist if it was that. Now that is that has definitely been a conversation for artists too. a lot of artists have been less inspired or bored because they feel like everything that was dependent on their creative juices is already shut down with. Like, it don't mm-hmm. even got to be something like, you know what I'm saying, some artists that got to go out. Some people mm-hmm. have really been hindered from seeing family, you know yeah. what I mean, friends, like, a lot of shit has been going on that's, like, it's affected people personally. And, and more times than not, I know my favorite artists, you can always hear that they pull from personal experiences, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, right. if your personal experiences are affected, which 
a lot of things nowadays have been. Of course, a lot of our, our favorite artists or any artists, you know, can definitely struggle creatively. Like, just it's hard to just pull from anywhere. You don't want to mm-hmm. be original always. You don't want to be repetitive. And that's that's another reason why I'm right. grateful. Shit, I didn't I didn't I didn't have that stunt. Yeah. Shit. It did take time too. Like I haven't put out anything in a year. Some shit mm-hmm. like that. Well, you've been cooking though. You feel me? Like you gotta, <laughs> you've been cooking you, though. You make so much in between then that you just like maybe I'm not inspired either. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like some shit come out of there, obviously some some gems come out of there and you're like, Oh, I got something. Damn, mm-hmm. I got something again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's hard to speak for every artist, you know what I mean, right now. Ho- hopefully, most mm-hmm. of them have found their ways to still be themselves and create. Mm-hmm. One more thing. You said something. I'm sorry I keep holding no, you, you up, good. Britt. But he said something <laughs> okay. that was kind of dope. I know. Britt ready like, to go. Britt ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry I keep no, holding you up. Um, that feeling, that feeling like I got something again. Yeah. Now, I've been there. And I hate, I always hate saying this. I've been, I, I used to be an artist and stuff like that. So I've been in that environment oh. and stuff. Yo, that feeling of like when you got something, yo, that shit is like, that shit can give you butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I don't know. It's like this certain environment that gets created. Everybody, I don't know if you ever been in a studio with unnecessary people. <laughs> like when, when people just be in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm Absolutely. talking about, right? Just like the nigga that's just rolling in there. Like, I don't even know this man. Like, <laughs> ain't added to the vibe or nothing. Just in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just in there. And when I used to record, it was always like, it was just me and the engineer. Yeah. Like there was no unnecessary people and it would create this environment in which like, we didn't have to say it to each other, but once we understood that, like we got something, everything in that room was necessary to be there. Like everything no. was just in the right place. Like it's hard to explain for people that haven't like been in that, but like, I don't know that shit. I miss that aspect. Cause it happens every time you think, you think, it happening over and over and over again would stale the moment or take away from it. No, every no. single time <laughs> Not at all. you got something, you like, damn butterflies. Yeah. It's a, it's like falling in love, Britt. It's like it's like the 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 first couple weeks when you're still in that infatuation, <laughs> and you get that butterflies when you get that text message and stuff. That's what yeah, it feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's how that. I felt when you took my little animation beat. I went to school for animation, and we had a class, <laughs> yeah. right? And I had to make music for my animations. Okay, so I made a death scene beat. And Isaiah decides to steal it and make a whole song out of it. But it came out really, really cool. So I kind of get what you're saying. <laughs> it was exciting to hear. And I'm like, okay, did something with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you get the, you get the, it's the whole relish. And I'm like, damn, those, those creative juices, came, they came from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get to. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm special. Yeah. Like, like it didn't go to no one else. It, it picked me this time. Bro. That's my favorite. That's my. That's what I love about all of this music. I mean, I've all you know from objective. Somebody might be like, "Damn, only Ron can write that song." But a lot of these songs that y'all are hearing now, like I hear them and I love them, right? Because they fired me. But like when I hear it, I'm like, "Bro, nobody else could have wrote that like that, or nobody else could have said that like that." You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody else could have communicated like that. So I, mm-hmm. when you get that, bro, it's chills, bro. It's chills. It's definitely <laughs> right, right. a satisfying feeling. It. Yeah, I could talk about like stuff like this for like an hour. Forever, like we can cancel yeah. the rest of that. Yeah, we cancel the rest of whatever we had on right, the agenda and just talk about the creative. Nah, you talking about forever, <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, and it's it's crazy too because you said something I relate to. Like uh, all of these songs, it was just me and Coleman just in there recording, bro. Like nobody else. Like I was 
and that's mixed by Cole, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Even he made the beats too. He made the intro. Oh, nice. He made God is real. Nice, nice. Yeah, bro. He's he he different. You feel me? He mixing and mastering all no, that No, no, he shit. is. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The beast, bro. He is. I be peeping, son. Yeah. Low key, I'm a groupies, dog. Nah, nah, like, nah, nah, I be saying, nah, 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 I am low key. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I see a new act. I go straight to their page just to see what, what's going on over there. That ain't no groupie, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna let you. I ain't gonna double down on that, but nah, it's just been. Because I, I find new music like that all the time. Like, even, uh, it doesn't matter if you're an artist or something. You, you enjoy, like, oh, mm-hmm. who's this? This creative especially with other creatives you respect so highly speak so highly of another creative so you're like damn let me ex- extend my intention to see what's going on over here that part that shit is always you feel me you get inspired by that all type of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. hell yeah hell yeah all right Britt, you can go i know right i was like <laughs> okay all right um all right. So, <laughs> all right so i'm gonna bring bring it back a little bit because you already did start to kind of touch on it and i'm also gonna try to stop screaming i'm just gonna calm down a little bit because i was just really excited all right so um <laughs> we're gonna speak about hindrances in your creative process Um, So there's a concept that boredom stimulates creativity with all the forms of entertainment at our fingertips. We're like never bored anymore. You know, if you think about it, like when we were kids, our imaginations ran wild. We would literally just make up shit to entertain ourselves. Um, And though you don't really come off as an artist that needs much to tap into like your creative space. um, Do you experience any lulls in your creativity at all? And like, how do you get through it? That's a good question, because, like, I think with time you come, I don't know, with the experience or whatever, with time put in, you, like, the lows aren't really lows, but you still mm-hmm. got to go through them thinking that they are lows. Mm-hmm. There are times where, I'm, where I've created and where I have been creating, where I'm, like, either I'm not pulling from the right things or what I'm trying to communicate and get out right now isn't sticking how I want it to stick for sure. So those, I think those would be creative lows and hindrances to me. Sometimes I pick up my notebook or my phone and I want to write some shit because I hear a fire beat or I mm-hmm. got an idea and it don't come out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used um, like any forms of meditation or anything to like tap into different ideas? Yes, yes, yes. Meditation, writing exercises, mm-hmm. um, smoking, getting up earlier, <laughs> going to sleep right. earlier. No, literally changing, <laughs> right, right, changing right. Your, your diet. You, you do you do a lot of things, and through all that experience, you, you decalcify that, that pineal gland. Literally, you know what I mean. Open it yes. up, and like even even traveling, you know what I mean. Traveling, get getting out, mm-hmm. uh, talking to new people and shit. So like, yeah, all of those things, like I have intentionally did to like even mm-hmm. open myself up, keep you open minded. Yep. And but it's crazy because like I said this past year, like I I had I didn't have to search, like I didn't have to search far for inspiration a lot of shit was happening in my life and i'm like damn right oh i was singing shit and i was like damn you know the artistic stuff was just another slice of the you know the whole pie that's what's up um we had seen some footage of a performance i believe it was at a dive dive motel the dive motel um it looked really dope like i love obscure performances like that just don't seem like there should be a crowd and people there um look like there was like a pool there like it looked kind of i wanted to be there um can you tell us more about like that like how'd that come about 
Well, one shout out to Chuck, man. Shout out to Chuck. And then shout out to the Dive Motel and Julie. That's their side of things. But Chuck, Chuck got plugged for the play. You feel me? It was it was an opportunity that he took and made it a whole third, I think. You feel me? It was originally going to be him performing at the Dive Motel. So shout out to bro. He was like, bro, you know, this could be a whole third, I think. Mm-hmm. That's that's Chuck Indigo, yeah, right? Chuck I Indigo. just want to make sure our audience know who you're talking about. Okay. From that, he had like he said he had, they asked him if he wanted to. I think put maybe I don't know two or three of us on there or all of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get our shit off that whole day, kind of like a third festival, third hour showcase. So mm-hmm. obviously nice. he chose every single last one of us. So it started, it popped off at two. It ended at like eight o'clock. That's fine. Everybody had thirty minute sets, bro. And everybody went crazy. Nice. I heard you brought the saxophone now. Boy, hey, we lay different, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Listen. Then what's his name? What's his name? A Will A. Yeah. So he also artist. He rapping everything too. You feel me? But oh uh, yeah, uh, bro. He was a sex and he was going crazy on that thing, bro. Nice, nice. <laughs> Couple of them points. I ain't even want to rap. I just wanted to hear. <laughs> I just wanted people to hear bro play his saxophone. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. He he brilliant, man. He brilliant. To answer the question, bro, that was a hell of a time, man. That was a that was a nice day. That had been the first time in a minute the whole squad had been together. It was a family atmosphere, and it was crazy too man because it was a chilly ass day bro and people really came out and rocked with us we was nice. outside bro right it was a chilly ass day and people <laughs> that's, was out. Yeah, yeah. that's an incredible boost of energy i bet absolutely yeah so like i know for some artists performing gives them energy and i know that was probably an incredible energy boost so was it something you missed like does it do that for you every time every time you know for personal confidence you know what i mean for personal inspiration mm-hmm. a little bit of affirmation right? affirmation everything it gives you it you know it confirm everything especially when you do well and the people around you do well mm-hmm. you know what i mean less mm-hmm. about what i did I, the whole squad came up there and went crazy so like that's that's hella affirmation inspiration but then you know to attest to like me not really performing that often you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying sometimes by choice and sometimes just a simple fact you know what i mean and nothing coming my way mm-hmm. so every time you get an opportunity to get up there and you go crazy and everything i performed was new so it was right. all you know what i'm saying unreleased stuff so you nice. i'm a i was up there just trying songs seeing what connected shit a lot of, a lot That's of it did bro so i was i was happy with it i was happy with myself and the homies man do you get nervous like do you get the butterfly feeling before you perform i mean especially doing unreleased tracks i've heard artists say they do and they don't mm-hmm. man but i don't it don't i don't think it ever goes away from me i just know how to like once you own the stage though you don't even you don't even i mean what you yeah, no you more. just gotta you do it right. you gotta do it <laughs> you just flow right in it but, mm-hmm. but yeah i, I uh, it's not a uh, nervous feeling no more but it's definitely in the pit of my stomach Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Anxious, it's like definitely yeah. in my yeah. stomach. Yeah, hell yeah. But it's not, it's not, it's not nervous no more. Because I definitely remember, like maybe like two, three years ago, when I first started getting on stage and performing my personal records and shit. I could still feel myself still looking down at my, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. looking down at oh, my, that'd be me. That'd my be shoes me. on stage. God, oh man, I, I was still turning around. You feel me, looking? You know what I mean? But now I'm, I'm engaged and I'm talking in between my songs and bars and shit like that. But before nice. I go on stage, I still feel that same. It's that like adrenaline? Uh, yeah. I think it might be adrenaline. It might be like uh-huh. you getting you getting ready. Um, quick question: In your opinion, what makes a great performance? <sighs> Not even for you, just nah, in nah, general. Know, it could I be know. performances you've seen. Yeah, like what? What do you think the recipe for a great performance is? Uh, 
I want to say crowd engagement, you know what I mean? Like, uh, all great performers, man, direct the energy from the time they get on the stage, from the time that they end the stage. Um, so I think crowd engagement, let's see. <laughs> crowd engagement, commanding the stage, man, and whatever whatever song it is that you're getting off, it's your confidence in it for sure. I, I think mm-hmm. like, the crowd always responds to your confidence in the songs that you're performing. That is it's, true. It could be your right. first time performing it. It could be your 100th time performing it. Mm-hmm. If they can see that, they're, they're, you know what I mean? They're definitely responding to that. You can see people all the time. They go to these festivals and they see artists perform whose songs are hits, smashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they get up there performing it with like an energy, mm-hmm. they get critiqued for that. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, they, they critique it for it. So crowds always respond to like lack of confidence in your records and shit like that or whatever. So I think those three things, confidence, uh, you know what I mean? Commanding attention and, and crowd interaction for sure. That's dope. Good answer. Very good answer. Um, Circling back to what we were kind of talking about before, I don't think enough is said about the time in between projects. Mm-hmm. And how important that time is spent. And I was watching this interview with Andre 3000. And he touched on being human versus being an artist. And you know, as fans, we boil artists down to writing, recording, performing. Which are all very much a part of the gig. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Because I believe, and you touched on it. That the life you live in between projects. The music you listen to. The people you surround you with. The experiences you have. That kind of propels the art. I'm guessing you would agree with that, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like I said, with experience and wisdom, you learn that. Like, from your own personal, how you look at yourself. You, you want to look at yourself as more than just an artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna prioritize that thought in your head for one. So you don't let nobody else hold you to that, you know? But yes, when you are creating something that is like in demand, like good music and shit like that, bro, most people are just like, you know, that I don't know, I don't want to say that they don't respect the time in between. They just living by what it is you put out. So when you are somebody like an Andre three thousand and like I think the craziest things that we don't we don't really see. We romanticize outcast albums and shit like that, but you don't even realize it was like three years in between and mm-hmm. four years in between albums that they were putting right, out. Right, right, like, right. It took time for them to give us the great work that they give us, the Kendrick Lamars and all of that shit. So it's like, to most people in this music space, you know, the, the, the whole time isn't linear thing. They're just like, no, when's the next great thing that you can mm-hmm. give me? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really sit in the music no more. We yeah. don't sit with stuff no more. Mm-hmm. It's such a, if, if I'm being objective, you know what I mean? I am the person like, damn, Kendrick Lamar, can you please put out something else, bro? I know I am you too. holding on to something great, too. my nigga. I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to see where your headspace been at, bro. I know it's magnificent. So, <laughs> But as somebody who, you know, an artist or creative, you know what I mean? Whenever it is I do spend time in that, I'm thinking like, bro, not only do I want to spend time living outside of this so I can talk about everything authentic as possible, mm-hmm. when I'm making this, I want to put as much time in this that, you are you're not just picking this up and putting it down. Right. You know what I mean? I'm Right, right. You want I something don't that sticks. Pick this up and be like, oh, this is hard. And then put this down. You know what I mean? I wanted to hear songs that I can listen to forever and and hear them and vibe to them and remember where I was when I first heard them. So where I am, mm-hmm. time capsules and all of that shit. And you mm-hmm. know, if anybody hearing me say this right now, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I'm a victim of it too. When you, when, when you love music like that, when you love the, what the artist does for you, you always like, 
damn, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, damn. You don't even realize three years has went by mm-hmm. half the time when you spend time with this good-ass music. But then you're like, oh, bro, when's the next thing? So hopefully anybody that hear me, bro, just know, like, your, whatever your artist, your favorite artist doing is putting in time, bro, it's always going to be, I feel like it's always going to be for the better for your consumption or whatever it is they put in time in. Because there's no <laughs> other way much. it could be more. You want something genuine. <laughs> every time. Every time. You know what right. I mean? That's how you fall in love with the music. Yeah. It's crazy because, like I, like I said, as an artist, you should, I think it's, it's good to learn at any stage, whether you you somebody locally or you somebody big, bro, to not let people dictate more, like, anything above the consumption when you're ready to give it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're, that, right, I think right, that's right, big, right. you know what I mean? I don't know if everybody's situation affords that or lets them go by that, but I do think you should not let people rush your creative process. They trust your timing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to trust your patience and shit like that. Don't procrastinate. You know, don't procrastinate and sit on gold. You know what I mean? I ain't, <laughs> right, I ain't right, saying right. being that. You feel me? Like I'm not saying be that person. You know what I mean? But that also comes with experience and wisdom too. Like you got to know when it's time to move, when it's time to get yeah. off your ass, and show people the great stuff that you made. Mm. Take a leak, no matter if it's one person or a thousand people listening to that shit. You know what I mean? But it's also it's like, no, nah, I'm. I'm working an idea. It feels incomplete to me. You know what I mean? It's not ready yet. I like what you said when you said, you know, know when it's time to go. So that also means that you know when it's time to rest. Because that's as important as well. Absolutely. You know, and not beating yourself up for relaxing Mm. and taking a break and deloading. Um, You know, just don't, don't, not too much, but you know, you got to allow yourself however much time you need for whatever specific situation, you know, give yourself that time and then, you know, proceed forward that's definitely becoming imperative because like a lot of um mm-hmm. you don't even have to be no damn artist man a lot of people don't know when to give their body time mm-hmm. to rest so you can be your best when you know what i mean when when it when it when it calls for it yeah uh, i think we all so used to like and it's not to say not wake up and give whatever 24 hours you have your best but it's like a lot of people really don't Listen to their bodies, bro. Their mm-hmm. mind, their spirit, that all of that, bro. Cause that that shit counts. You, it ain't even. Sometimes it's not even about resting. You know what I mean? Like the idea itself needs time to fester on your your mind, mm-hmm. your spirit, yeah. your next move, all that shit. You know what I mean? Get some sit, sit somewhere, get silent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's hard. It's hard. It's, so it's very hard. Variables that, it's, mm-hmm. bro, yeah, let, so let, let variables, us not man. talk about this like we're masters. <laughs> bro, exactly, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is difficult. It's hard. Right? it's hard. But that's the wisdom and experience. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just turned yeah. 28 and I'm still like, dog, like, I, I'm still trying to figure out when it is. Like, I'm, I'm not really listening to what the hell i need it don't stop it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it it doesn't stop stop. yeah so it's like (laughs) um switching gears kind of uh when did the sun tapes drop that was when the sun tapes drop 2020 october 25th october 22 days for my birthday facts all right um (laughs) October baby. I don't know what yeah me um what's it called so I want to set the stage kind of for the audience. Um, Britt and I had the privilege because right now you're in that that space in between projects. I don't know when you're planning to release another one, but you're in that space. Like yeah. Britt and I have had the privilege of listening to some unreleased music of yours. You sent us a, a nice little care package, mm-hmm. probably like eight or nine tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sorry, he's man. been gracious enough. This is me talking to our audience. 
he's been gracious enough to actually let us premiere these unreleased tracks on the pod. So if it was up to him, I feel like he let us like empty the whole clip. But y'all spoiled, <laughs> y'all spoiled already. We not, yeah, I mean, we not doing that. So um, before we get into the first track, I do wanna uh want to thank you for choosing our platform to do this. Bro, so yes, so it was it, it made sense. Very but gracious. I'm telling y'all, it's 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 my gift back. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Great. thank you, thank you. So. Thank you. So please do us the honor of uh, introducing this first track. Oh uh, yeah, man. This this first song, um, this will be the outro. And it's called Earth Thing is Earth Thing. Yeah. I don't take my time thinking of not fucking up. Time a construct. Shit work for me. Spend it how I want, cause it work for free. Word to the uni is just me versus me and everything else. Just Put you in the awkward place. I know a body can't get lost in space. Cause everything is real. The elders used to be like, it ain't what they call you, but what you answer to. I used to have my mind off planet, thinking how my mama named me after Pops and his daddy, his daddy. When they said, oh, they said what they claim. Same reasons Malcolm Chain, what his name is. Destinations who are honored when I look up Clark and see these white faces. What's my worth? What I win at birth when his name on this certificate ain't got no more significance. If it don't mean shit, then what I'm giving it. And if they own it, then what's my dividend? Or better yet, whose curses am I living with? Everything is everything. Right off case, you get a title on initiation. Same tradition, just in different places The same way they pull the 40 when a nigga gone The same way they pull libation when the spirit home We got a hundred nicknames with no identity Got a hundred nicknames with no identity No, this ain't ego talking, this ain't negro talking All my life I heard the whispers of the Igbo calling You should have been there the first time I heard the wind say your body Spinning the block with all my Anunnaki a lot of content to digest in one track i feel like we could spend the remainder of the episode breaking this down so what was the approach to this record like how do you even approach this record <laughs> hey, man, <I> <laughs> like, left us with, like my mouth was just like okay uh, uh all right <laughs> bro um i i say it was a it was a a, a, a fake record you know what i mean it was time to write that song i, I think you mm-hmm. know what i mean because i like you said it's it's very layered i'm saying as much as i can say in the most simplest line to line form right. i can say <laughs> everything that my soul allowed me to say and earth thing is earth thing but even down to the title i'm obviously saying 
Mm-hmm. Everything is everything, but I spelt it everything is everything. So it was like, um, it was it was a reflection. Obviously, it was hella reflection going on in that song. Like where where I um, I want to answer the question. So. Well, just repeat the question one more time. Just one more time. It's like where. So pretty much, what was your what was your approach? What was your approach to this record? Yes. All right. So one, my home, my uh, a friend from overseas sent me the beat. Uh, yeah, he he sent me the beat, and uh, I was just like, bro, this is fire. I need Will A to play sax on this. Mm-hmm. And I need Will A to play sax on this. So I didn't write to the song until Will A put sax on it. So I get the beat back and immediately everything starts flowing out and I like it. <laughs> and that at that point, um, I think we talked about it last time, bro. Like at that point, it's it's a whole different power taking over writing that song. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't think I picked my pencil up from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from You know what's funny? It's like we're asking you these questions, uh, how you approach the record, and sometimes it's not even you. Mm-hmm. Like it, like like I think it's the crazy. Like part, we need yeah. to talk to the higher <laughs> in higher order self. to actually yeah, get the answer. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy, right? And then, but obviously, from it's still a good question because, like, obviously, in the song, I'm talking. You know, I'm talking about me and what I'm. You know, what I. You know, like I think one of my mm-hmm. favorite, uh, my one of my favorite lines in there when I was like, um, "You should have been there the first time I heard." the wind say obasi you know what i mean so it was like a reflection of like oh that's the name like that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the power yeah. i want to step into that's the art you know what i mean that's the artistry that's the energy mm-hmm. i want to embody but that that's that line is powerful because at the beginning of the song you hear shit you know you hear me say like the elders used to be like it ain't what they call you what you answer to mm-hmm. yeah, and shit like that but i can i can i literally can talk all day about that song bro because it is my favorite so, oh no, we we deep diving, so, we deep yeah. diving because I have my Bro. I have my little points I want to get into. What hit for me? Um, you have this knack of invoking a feeling of like this bittersweetness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can smile and be sad at the same time while you're listening to your music. Yeah. And on this track specifically, I feel like you take the negatives the positives of each thought and you balance them out and this kind of forces the listener to never get too high never get too low and by the time the track's over with like i don't even know where i'm at where i'm supposed to be at like i'm just existing like <laughs> at this yeah. point that like, is I'm that just, is fire that it made you feel like that because that is yeah. literally where i i put myself everything is everything bro like <laughs> everything is everything yeah. it's like a mind fuck Kind of. <laughs> By the time you end, you finish the song, you just like, all right, that that just happened, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> man. Um, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. If you had a question off of that thought, but it's, no, it wasn't even a question. I just wanted to share that because that's crazy, man. Because like, obviously, bro, I'm just like you have an intention, bro, when you writing some. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. and shit like this, bro. But I. You know, you can't never account for how a listener gonna feel. You can always have your intention right. with the song, but they can pull something totally different than what you even put in it. Oh, that's the power of it. That's the power of what the whole, you know what I'm saying, vibration shit going on. But bittersweet is such a peculiar feeling, right? Because that is 
that is the experience. That is one of the words that I could use for the experience of like what I was, you know, what I'm talking about. Like there's a, mm. there's this higher knowing side of it, but the, the more your knowing increases, the more accountability increases, the more responsibility mm-hmm. increases, the more your awareness increases, increases. Like you can't walk around like no zombie no more, bro. Once you awaken to some shit, everything, you're going to feel everything. You know, you know what I mean? You're going to feel everything that you feeling no more. You know what I mean? You're going, all your experiences is going to be double whatever the pain it was the first time or your realizations, your epiphanies, all of it going to come heavier and heavier and heavier. But it's like, you know, you, you realize once you in a, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a safe space, but a, a more of an understanding. Your wisdom kick in and you like, oh, okay, that had to happen for this to happen. You know what I mean? That happened that had to happen for this to happen. So you just you just walking in you just walking in your path. So I say all that to say is like well, shit, when you translate it through a record and you hear somebody say like, bro, it made me feel like mm-hmm. bittersweet, you know what I mean? Like I, I felt when it was like the high or the low or like you was like weathering the storm, I can I can hear it all because it was like, no, I was in real life, that's what it was like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, then you got that off, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to, man. I try to, bro. Clarity is a big thing too in the music that I like to that I like to always hear. You know what I mean? I, shit. Mm-hmm. I would like to make sure that I, I said all I could say. Clarity, where somebody can hear where I am, that they're not confused. The worst that you can hear is somebody hear a song and be like, "Bro, <laughs> <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> What'd you say?" <laughs> there's a lot of that <laughs> uh, yeah unfortunately but <laughs> everyone has their place <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> all right ron i have a very long quote for you okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna take my time i'm gonna take my time with this one okay mm-hmm. all right one cause of the persistence of anger is that we insist that our lives have meaning on the surface the search for a meaningful life might sound exemplary but the problem arises when we insist that it be the meaning we choose. According to Buddhism, there is no inherent meaning in anything. Everything just is, just as it is. By choosing certain goals or chartering a particular meaning or course for our lives, we arbitrarily shut out many of the options open to us. Then when the universe does not bow to our will and fulfill the goal or meaning we have chosen, that causes disappointment and can leave us feeling perpetually angry. Now, do you think that paraphrases the ideas or feelings uh, behind this record? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It definitely further explains or expounds on what I was, you know, I used as much words as I could try to say. But that quote is hella specific. Um, yes. <laughs> not for it sure. It, but it's good, bro, because like those are a lot of a lot of my realizations. A lot of times mm-hmm. we step into these these gifts, our lights, our callings. We play so many roles, you know what I mean? And we pick up so much information or mm-hmm. knowledge or whatever that we literally forget that. there. You know what I right. mean? We literally forget that there is a, a greater power at hand, whether you realize it's for your benefit or you think it's trying to hinder you, you know what I mean? Right. But literally, the disappointments have came from me trying to force myself into you know a direction where life was like, no, you, you be here. Yep. <laughs> force myself forward when life is like no master this level master yes. master yes. you're here you're now your moments and shit like that so that quote definitely takes me back to every well as much as i can remember all those mindsets it was like self-inflicted disappointments or shit like that while i'm just not realizing that it's supposed to be like this right now 
Yeah. But not not so you mm-hmm. can get used to it, not so you can get content with this being it, you know what I mean? But you haven't learned everything it is to learn from like you're here now. Mm-hmm. And when you know, and when it's time, it's time to move forward and shit like that or whatever. But yes, that quote brilliantly explains what I was trying to get to in this record. Absolutely. That moment, you know, when you have that like epiphany, that can be a very paralyzing moment. Absolutely. That can be a very like <gasps> You know, because it kind of like contradicts and it like flies in the face of like how we're we're groomed to look, how society has groomed us to look at, you know, purpose and oh, all yeah. this stuff like that. Like, how did you get there? How did you you kind of kind of accept it? I'm guessing I guess uh, that would be the word. Yeah, 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 let go. Is, yeah acceptance, <laughs> letting go. Everybody, you know what I mean? A lot of people go through a lot of people probably have different words for it, but. I mean, y'all just said two. Y'all just said no, two things that definitely would give it to God. <laughs> uh, all of that, you know what I mean? All of that counts, bro. Whatever, whatever it is that, you know, helps make. I wouldn't say it's easier for you, but, you know, you more durable than you, you know what I mean? You more attentive to knowing. Like I said, man, this is like where I'm supposed to be right now. But like the, the epiphany, bro, like I think we was talking about it, uh, not to try to force relate them, but like when you asked me about, uh, the feeling before I go on stage and shit like that or whatever, or before we create something or, or after we create something, that feeling, the same, you know, it's the same shit. Like I, it doesn't change the highs and lows. Those never go away in life. You know what I mean? Right. Not at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those exactly. are always constant. You know what I mean? So it's like accepting that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's one thing I had to accept letting go of like my own expectations for how it looks, hold on to the vision of what I want it to be like, you know what I mean? Hold on to my efforts, you know what I mean? My consistent, not compromise on what my bigger plan is, but letting go is powerful too because like it comes in blessings in ways that you need to think it was supposed, you know what I mean? In ways that you couldn't even imagine yeah. type shit. Mm-hmm. And that's where you recognize like you part of the bigger plan for sure, for sure. Playing your role as well as you can play. It. Nice. I was speaking on the last episode about basically accepting these new versions of yourself like there's always going to be different new versions of you that have been that will be um and each time um some, like like we said we got to let go you got to realize it and step into it that you know this is my new version of myself mm-hmm. uh with my newfound knowledge with my newfound experiences whatever they are and sometimes you can't dwell in the past or things that you used to do so I feel like that also ties into all of this um, recognizing when, you know, you need to step into your new self. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Before we get into the next record, I, I do want to highlight the part of the song that spoke to me. You kind of touched on it earlier. Are you, you're a junior? Yeah. You have the same name as your father and your grandfather? So I got the same initials as my pops, you feel me? So I'm not a junior, but I my name is so close to him. Shit, I might mm-hmm. as well be, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being named Isaiah, you know, a biblical name, I can't tell you how many times I, what my name represents just comes up in regular, like, you know, strangers, like just <laughs> quick encounters with people I don't even know. I was working in retail. I got my name tag on. I'm trying to ring this customer up and she's just sitting here smiling like... <laughs> like, 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 right and she like she like isaiah hmm. do, do you know the story behind your name he was a prophet right and i'm like yeah and i'm the nigga that work at kinko's like you know what i mean like 995 cash of credit but like no shade at all but i i feel like i could relate 
to that because here I am with this name that has centuries of belief and meaning already associated with it and I'm walking into it and it's not a bad association but it's not the association that I assigned and it's not like I'm not a prophet Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near that level like you know what I mean and I just thought that was dope how you kind of son you be saying a lot (laughs) you say a lot you say a lot you know, I just it just made me think of that, like, you know, having these expectations and already and just walking in a world that's already designed mm-hmm. and yeah. either accepting that design, forcing your own design or like we was just saying, let it let it all the fuck go mm-hmm. and for just real. exist. For real. I think that's fire. Not for sure. Not only exist, but choose to not be, you know, choose to not be boxed in by what you mm-hmm. already, be, you know what I right. mean, have been pre-called, whether it be your name or like... uh like, I, I you know, we were just talking about that part in the song where I was just like, uh, you know, like, who I honor when I look up Clark and see these white faces. Like, what's my name? Like, that's, because that's the name on my birth certificate, right? But, like, when my artist, your name is, like, Ron Obasi, and that, I take so much pride and power in that name, Obasi, mm-hmm. because, like, I've, I've, you know, it one, it was, like, gifted to me, you know what I mean? Kind of handed over me, like, write a passage, but also it's, like, a name that means something, like, to step in power, not only for myself, but the the power in it is what I had I choose to embody that it was there's weight behind that there's a power and I I felt like Clark was one of those things that was like you know it sounds crazy to other people but in my mind it felt like a past life type of thing mm-hmm. like you know what I mean obviously my name that'll always be attached to me because that's a part of the story you know what I mean but in my mm-hmm. my people's story but as you grow and shit it's like oh. There's a calling to be into too. There's a name you get to choose and path you mm-hmm. get to. That type of shit, man. So, yeah, but that that record did say a lot, man. It said a mm-hmm. lot, but it was and that's why it was perfect for it go on the project, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, bro. No, real, thank you, man. Yep. So this next song, man, is Dave Chappelle. I do want to give a disclaimer. The song is fire, and it could sound just a little different on the project when you guys hear it. If you hear this song before you hear okay. it, this is great for an exclusive drop because it definitely could sound a little different on the project. But the song is called Dave Chappelle, man. I'm um, produced by my homie PK. Change while I live till my niggas get up. Hey, it's about to go down. It's about to go. I ain't got time for conspiracies. See, I know the devil boy literally fell down right here in Tennessee. Keep my soul in the den of thieves. Paradox in the parody. Parasites of the parakeets. Paradox in the parody. Stand with my niggas like Ben and Jerry's Mask on they fella, they Jason for ease Pray the opponent, don't get the scoring Band on your head like you Jason Therese And my niggas get up, up It's about to go down, down, down I be feeling like Dave Chappelle The comedy sketch in the set like, I be feeling like Dave Chappelle The comedy sketch in the set Feeling like Feeling like, uh, I be 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 feeling like
feel alive. You feel alive. You feel alive. You didn't let me finish, motherfuckers. Goddamn. True, man, I feel like Truman. Perpeting all of your movies. They put the shit all in the movies. You turn on your TV, they got a new shooter. Commercial for armies, they do the recruit. After the murder, they do the saluting. Leaders ain't leading, just buying new suits. Niggas been down by the means. They told me to vote with improving. Hilarity ensuing. This shit is so fucking amusing. Deeper to go, the darker the truth. If you crack me a smile, cause it's better than brooding. Under the road, that professional broom. Don't join the topic, I gotta go muted. I gotta go muted. I gotta go. Gotta go muted. I be feeling like Dave Chappelle. Comedy sketching itself. Comedy sketching itself. Comedy sketching itself. I be feeling like. All right, for our audience, please go listen to the Sun Tapes. And while you're at it, check out um, our first interview with Ron, episode 129. Because I feel like this could be part two of the Freemans, Freemans on the Sun Tapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you use the boondocks, and this time you're using Dave Chappelle. Um, so now, yeah. was this written after or before the release of his last special? It was before. That was the crazy thing. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I wrote it before, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the backlash. So without getting in the weeds of it all, how do you, how do you feel about it? Um, the backlash? Yeah. It's crazy, right? Because, like, I don't know. In my personal conversation, my only opinion has been, like, you know, I, I clearly listen to the man talk. I'm, I'm getting his communication and his message. It's coming clearly mm-hmm. across Very to me. Clear. But I can't speak. Every single time I have to realize, though, that I can't speak for everybody. So, obviously, I think the backlash is not warranted, but as Dave Chappelle, I also know, like, I don't know him personally, but this is not the first time this man has received backlash in his career or his life. So, I just, you know, you just got to send, bro, like, you know, good health. Stand mm-hmm. by, brother, keep standing, keep standing the shit that people don't want you to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One thing is hard, it's, bro, it's hard to talk about shit like that, bro, without sounding genius, man. It, and, making it's people, very, and, and making people laugh, bro. Like, it's very hard, yes. Regardless of how it makes you feel, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people have to test their, like, their own spirit. Why does it mm-hmm. make Why does it make you mad so much that you can't really see the F? Now, I'm not saying if a comedian, if some white comedian got on stage, you feel me, and... You know where I'm going started with Started going off. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? yeah, so, yeah, started going off. Yeah, yeah. so, like, I know... If, what if the other side was like, you know, you can't get your head upset, you know what I mean? He was cracking mm-hmm. jokes. He was being, he was mm-hmm. being genius, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm on Dave Chappelle's side, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a major polarizing thing right now. So yeah, it's sure. like, it's worth discussing and talking about because yeah, it's, it's what's going on. And yeah, think, right, there's a right. lot of contradictions. Absolutely. And I think he's doing a great job of uh, like really pointing out the obvious Mm-hmm. power dynamics and influences that other people have mm-hmm. been awarded in less than i can't count yeah yeah we don't know the, we count, don't know but the count but but we we know how long we've been trying to get it mm-hmm. how long we've mm-hmm. been fighting for it mm-hmm. and he just he just using the he just using the best platform to identify that and point that out and i think that that's naturally going to come with some backlash people are going to purposely overlook the importance that could affect their everyday life that they can't neglect to point mm-hmm. out the bullshit, you know what I mean? Not once that I actually hear this man say that he, you know, he don't want people living their best life. Right. That's always the craziest thing to me, man, not to, you know, obviously y'all asked me the question. So, like, 
a lot of part of the song was also me reflecting on or using Dave Chappelle as an example. A lot of time, the anger and efforts to tear down is attacked towards the person who's bringing attention mm-hmm. to it rather than the actual system that yes. it is that's perpetuating yeah. it. And that's a lot of what Dave Chappelle comedy is saying. I'm not going. I'm not the person coming out here every day and making it hard for you to exist in the reality yes. that you choose. Right. Mm. You should look directly at this and ask yourself, why is it like this, and why is it hard for a number of group of people who have been trying to get it for a very long time can't be afforded that space, and why you get to get it? Yeah. Why even your anger is is you know what I mean valid? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah, a lot yeah, of times yeah. we get told, hey. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> you just shook his head. That's all they tell nah, us. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's all you <laughs> But yeah, I, so obviously, true. you feel me? Obviously, there's something that the power dynamics or the powers that be, like they can identify with another group of people enough to where you can get something in the amount of time mm-hmm. that make you feel like you want to battle or you increase yourself mm-hmm. in society. I also say, like, shit, Dave Chappelle is also telling niggas, man, not to walk around here and be victims. He's saying, he says, he says so much other than that that I hate that that's the only conversation that comes out of this, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. he's saying so much. He's saying so much talking about, you know, the power we have and all types of shit. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. bro, it's brilliant, man. Dave Chappelle is brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, tell my niggas get up. It's about to go (laughs) down. down, down. (laughs) So, last time, (laughs) last time we had you on, you said you felt a sort of duty to highlight the black experience, unapologetically so. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, Dave Chappelle is at a level where cancel culture isn't a risk. I think it's telling, though, that even an artist at the height of success still is compelled to advocate for his people. Mm-hmm. So do you ever wonder what it feels like to be an artist that does not or is not expected to speak for the community? Just Ooh. you're just able to just be out here with no type of, you know, weight no to bear on your shoulders. Yeah. Like you're just not really advocating. You're just out here for pure entertainment. Do you ever wonder what that feels like? Do you feel a little do you feel like sometimes you want to be like that or is that just no interest to you? Um, yeah, hell yeah, you wonder like what it is to like, not, you just want to make some quick nigga shit, like, you know, I don't want to really say me? nothing, it's cr- right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I always allow myself to talk shit on wax to free that feeling, you know, what you I do mean? though, I don't talk about that, yeah, like, yeah, nah. I, you don't want to be one directional because that's not the only shit I talk about, you feel me? So, mm-hmm. like, if I'm an artist and every single song you hear me is talking about literally just. What's, you know, what's mm-hmm. happening to us. Yeah. I'm not saying I would be critical of it or somebody should be critical of me, but mm-hmm. yes, I definitely wonder what it is <laughs> like for an artist to just create from a space that's not. Yeah. But I've heard some artists say they create for black people to get them through the black experience rather than like talking about it in a record. You know what I mean? So sometimes mm-hmm. there's black mm-hmm. artists who are creating so like black people can just have fun and not have to worry about the bullshit that's going on now. Like that's their intention. They just True. not put it in the music, mm-hmm. you feel me? So it's, it's a lot of different ways to look at that shit, but... Yeah, yes, definitely. I, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. It's so, it's, <laughs> you know, you know like, I mean? you wonder what it's like um, to have such a simple mind, because I know yeah, your mind yeah. is too complex to even allow yourself to even do that. Even, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> exactly. Um, you said, quote, I don't got time for conspiracies. 
See, I know the devil literally. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, 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 sir. I think they might take offense. Uh, It is what it is. All right, so it's all jokes, folks. It's all jokes. But like that bar right there, like that's why I fuck with your delivery so much because you be summing up a lot with a little. And it's always spot on. It's always on time. And like, you really know how to capture the feeling of moments. So like, you know, a lot of conspiracies that them folk speak as as new today are real life experiences for black folks. So it's like, no, I no, I don't have time for conspiracies because this has been a living reality. Real talk. But I got to imagine like we were just talking before. It's got to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Like to to have to be in a position to call out shit. Like I'm a critical thinker, which I think is cool most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should have a critical type of mindset. Mm-hmm. But like, I wish I was a plain bagel. Like I wish I didn't overthink <laughs> things. Like I wish I could just wake up and just ah, la, la, like and just yeah, <laughs> be it. real talk. Like for instance, quick little story. Like I was having a conversation with a coworker of mine, and um, we were talking about like the black community's hesitancy to like the medical field yeah. like you know what i mean like we don't really trust them doctors and shit like that ain't no checkup ain't no checkup so like i was talking to him about it stupid i was talking to him about it and like he had and this is a this is a middle-aged white man he cool you know what i mean um, oh wait so he was asking why we have an aversion to it no, well, he just came up with it. And well, he I just like, got mad. What, what fuck he need to know for? Yeah, right. Just got tight. Just got tight. He cool. He cool. That's my homie. Right, That's right, the homie. Right. He get the pass. Right. Um, but no, like, well, I'm having a conversation and that came up, like, mm-hmm. Black folks hesitancy. I think it had to do with, you know, the vaccines yeah. and stuff and how, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I brought up, like, the Tuskegee experiment. Like, that's, like, the mm-hmm. easiest one to, mm-hmm. to point out. Right. And this man had no idea what that was. Of course. Yeah, I don't know. I think a day later, hats off to him. He went and checked it out, and he was like, "I had no, I've never even heard of that." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "God damn, god damn!" And I got to be the one to break it down. Uh, like, I had to do that mean? recently just, too. Yeah, I had um, I had posted something about that Mark Lamont Hill. I posted something about Kwanzaa, and I guess there's some talk about it. Like, I guess um, shaming people who celebrate it because it's not like a a real holiday if you want to say that in quotations Mm. and it's like what is a real holiday all of this shit's made up like it don't even like fucking matter like you know so i posted something like that on my stories on instagram so one of my old friends from childhood she's white lives out in minnesota she's a teacher she messages me and she's like oh my god i have students from africa i had no idea that they celebrate kwanzaa and i'm just uh, i'm like "Well, well she was like you know i don't and i said well they may have celebrated christmas or they might be muslim like you know, so I, I explained the origins of Kwanzaa and, you know, just African-Americans mm-hmm. finding a way to connect and, you know, all that type of stuff where she can go look it up herself. And she was just like, you know, well, most I know most of the kids are either African or um, Christian. I'm like, well, you that's that la di da di da. I'm telling you, that's a la 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 la. I said, you know what you should do? I said, because world, Africa is so diverse. I said, you can't just say that they're this or that. I said, what you should do is, because Minnesota is pretty diverse. Um, I said, what I suggest you do is to send a note home 
all your students and ask them, you know, do you guys celebrate anything that's outside of, you know, the normal American holidays? And that's how you can learn, you know, she didn't want to have any kids feel left out. And I said, that's the best way to do it. Like, just don't make assumptions. Really? You know, she's yeah. just like freaking out thinking that her kids straight from Africa are worried about Kwanzaa. And I'm like, they're probably, <laughs> they're probably not. I said, but, you know, given that we are African-American here in this country and we don't, we've had everything stripped from us. I said, so this is why we, you know, have things that we have, but it's, it's a little... Only reason I did it is because she got them babies she teaching. And I'm like, I'm going to do it for the kids. Because yeah, I, I was like, at first I was like, but I said, nah, like she ain't going to be over here telling these kids the wrong thing, making them feel, you know, a type of way. Uh, <laughs> that's an important responsibility too, bro. We say all that, like, I know we had asked you if like you ever want to just make nigga shit or just want to just not have the responsibility to do it. But do you ever do you ever get frustrated or or upset writing on some of these subjects like yeah because i mean how yeah i got the real emotion is behind the record mm -hmm. if it sound like i'm angry or it sound like a topic that evoked anger nine times out of ten i felt angry you know what i mean or i felt the sadness and shit about like i don't give a damn how enlightened or you know what i mean knowledgeable or or one with myself i get you know what i mean i can't neglect the black experience you know what i mean that mm -hmm. shit is that that shit yeah, real every true. day, you feel what I'm yeah. saying? That's it. Even if certain shit not happening to me, it's happening to other people. Yes, there's a frustration to talk about it or even to harbor it in. Because like, sometimes I can't even communicate how frustrated with this shit mm -hmm. I be. Like, even, like I said, even the focal point of the conversation about, you know, not your particular conversation, but to be questioned, to, to, for the black community to be questioned on why they have a distrust in the like, medical dang, the, right? That's crazy <laughs> to me. Like, that's, that shit don't make no sense to me. Like, why I'm, what do you, what do you mean why I don't trust them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. literally not putting themselves in our shoes at all because. <laughs> but it's crazy, right? Because it's not even just them. It's also people who look like us too as well. You feel what I'm saying? Right. It's right. a societal right. problem. You feel mm -hmm. me? It's definitely a societal problem where it's just like, um, you, you wonder, like, you know what I mean? You wonder what, what, what's actually the block on their mental or their awareness while they're mm. asking people. Why, you know what I mean? Why are you, why are we? Whether they'd be afraid, nervous, just not fucking with it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? You skeptical? Mm -hmm. like, and, it, and it's not even just that. I mean, it's, bro, it's a whole bunch of whole different bunch of aspects. Yeah, that they just have a blinder to. Like, they just. A whole bunch of. You, you know me? what? They've never. You know, I liken it to you ever walk in a crowd, yo, you ever walk in a crowd. I don't want to be divisive, but you're in the line with like two <laughs> white people. <laughs> and they don't like it. And you get closer and closer to like walking into them. They don't move, yo. Yeah. Like they. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's where this is going. <laughs> no, that's where it's going. That's where it's going. They don't move. Like it's always expected for you. And I only say that because mm -hmm. like that blinder that like that allows that type of behavior, mm -hmm. where it's just like it's not even. Honestly, I don't even think, sometimes, I don't even think it's malicious. No, no, no. Like, I don't even nah, think it's malicious. Sometimes ignorant. it's just baked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just baked in. Yep. Literally. Literally, that's where the control of us comes in. A lot of times, that's why I think, I don't want to speak for them, right? Because they're they, they not here in the physical no more. But people before us, these, 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 these black civilizations or these people, like, we romanticize it, right? But they were so mm -hmm. in touch with, like, a, a spiritual side of themselves or or a, a, a understanding of self, like the one self mm -hmm. or like something like whether it be malicious or 
on purpose, something like that type of energy was just like, oh, that, that, hell no, nah, I can't let that dictate how I go on about the day, you feel what I'm saying, or how mm-hmm. I create my own reality. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically for black people because I think we mentally, you know what I'm saying, spiritually suffer from this shit the most, where we feel like, we feel so victimized by like walking down the street and a white person not getting out the fucking way. We like, man, you know, you you know, messed up my whole day. Or like, damn, like, <laughs> how many times do I gotta? Like, how many white people do I gotta come across where this is a consistent thing? Like, you you thinking all types of thoughts. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully nobody listens yeah, to this. Yeah. Hopefully nobody listens to this podcast and think that's the that's the only focal point of this conversation because it's much. Mm-mm. Y'all know me, it's much bigger conversations to have than racism, of course. you feel what I'm saying? And that, that is a, a, a realization in itself, too. Like, bro, that was the point about, that was another thing behind that line. I don't got time to talk about conspiracies. I know the devil, but literally, like, I want y'all to know there's a lot more that is happening to black people every day that is, uh, is more than racist. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We've been, mm-hmm. been in the siege for a long time. And to your point, it, like a lot of people, bro, are so oblivious to that. They, they, uh, they be walking around on tippy toes all day long, singing the little <laughs> like that. That's no, just just harmonizing. Just stupid, I say. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I think when you come in a realization through all of the, like when you are aware, you don't have to let that shit, you know. Right. It's a choice. It's a ch- it's a choice, bro. Like, yeah, and essentially, how people treat you or what people put out is a reflection of themselves. So if they're nasty, me? they feel nasty about themselves. I know That's they all do, it right? is. Everybody holds up a mirror. Bro, I know we're talking about the Dave Chappelle record, but that's a that's the metaphor in itself. Like, a lot of people are so oblivious or it's so sad that the energy that they give off, like, <laughs> you're the butt of the joke. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, I get to write the joke. I get to write the script because, like, I get to write how it looks or how mm-hmm. it comes off for me. You know what I mean? Like, I get to determine what it is at the end of the day, what's funny and what's not funny. Because, like, a lot of people, I'm trying so hard not to make this a white versus black thing, but, like, they do get they yeah. afforded a reality, you feel me, that's not mine, that I can't mm-hmm. relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you get to say a bunch of silly ass shit or do a bunch of silly ass shit that a a previous state that I was in probably would have made me a lot more angry and be so passionately mm-hmm. ready to speak against it. But now I feel like I found a power that's like Dave Chappelle is a, a an example of that. I can stand on this stage mm-hmm. and I can make I can make the whole world listen and I can make the whole world laugh and I can make the whole world aware of the shit that you up to all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Without you mm. weighing me down, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. Okay. So, if you would like to share, um, what's up next for you? Do you um have anything that you'd like to put us on to? Yeah. Um. Shit. I can. I sent y'all the music, right? So I can tell y'all what the name of the project is, right? Okay. I can uh-huh. give y'all okay. exclusive, give y'all exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. So as most people know, man, my first uh my first project that I ever put out the totality was Casual Alien in 2019. And mm-hmm. that has always been a, a actual character and story that I wanted to further, you know what I mean, past the whole archer thing. So the next project is definitely the follow up. It's Casual Alien Becoming. But it'll say casual it'll say casual alien B C, you know what I mean? For a play okay. on the words like yeah. So okay. it'll have the feeling of before, now and after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Speaking on a lot of time. Shit. Before okay. me, don't yeah. So casual alien BC, man. It's the following. Nice. You got a date? 
that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do that to you. I know how this listen, roll, man. I understand. Yeah, listen, I ain't gonna do it to you. Because if I had a date, I would tell you. I ain't even gonna hold you. If I had one, I would tell you. Word, but I don't. Because it's a lot of stuff. Not a lot. Take of your stuff. time. We gonna be here. We waiting. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, we waiting. I mean, if it already sounds like this, I mean, shit. Uh, it's gonna right. get more amazing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Even from the creative standpoint, I think a lot of stuff that I'm learning right now is uh, the first, like when you first heard Sir Tapes or whatever, bro, like my life was literally in a different space with my resources. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that's going on now, bro, is like, you know, all grateful to God. It's like, uh, it's a bigger system at work now. So a lot, you know what I mean? A lot of things that I had to do this way, you know what I mean? I'm able to, I have to do this way, but it's a, it's a lot more of the process going on. You know what I mean? You hear a lot of other people talking about it where you want to have a project two months ready before you, before you drop. It. Okay. When y'all heard Sun Tapes, I was done with it two weeks before that. You feel oh, what wow. I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. oh, where, where, where. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, it's just uh, doing every, taking every step to, like, continuously grow whatever the artistic and business side of. That's another reason why I really have a date. But I can't wait for people to hear this shit, man. I'm glad. I'm, I'm man, we can't wait. Yes. Fuck with it, bro. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, that, uh, we have that project coming up. Um, we got this podcast episode coming up. You feel there what I'm saying? Nice <laughs> gotcha. Now, uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. We, I got some other stuff with Third Eye. Third Eye is working on a bunch of stuff. Shout out to mm-hmm. Squad, bro. Shout out to Chuck. You know what I mean? Continuously moving. Uh, I think that's, that's all I think of artistically. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's enough. enough. Don't know where I brain. You good. <laughs> As always, if anything comes up, you want us to promote it. You know what I mean? You want us to push it. Send artists our way. You know, we down. No, we down. Sure, we man. rock with the whole movement, bro. No, it's, it's always love, bro. Really, really. I can't. I, I said it last time. I'm going to say it this time. I can't wait to be back on here. You feel what I'm saying? I can't wait to just yes, keep, keep coming absolutely. back and, and chop it up with y'all, man, for real. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really awesome watching the growth. And we're so proud of you. Um, no, you know, we definitely want to always stay in touch. And we just really appreciate uh, you coming on. But go ahead and drop your socials for the people no. that may not know. All right, it's uh, Ron Obasi, man. R-O-N-O-B-A-S-I. No spaces. That's on Twitter, Instagram. It's a space between Ron and Obasi um, on streaming platforms. So R-O-N-O-B-A-S-I. For sure. Perfect. Yep. All right, folks at home, um, we got another one in the books, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank Ron for an awesome conversation. We appreciate you stopping by for the second time. I don't know, Britt. We might have to go longer for the next one. You know <laughs> I know, I mean? right? it, it seems like an hour. I mean, we over an hour now, but it seems like we could we can push this to two, three. Yeah. Two, I mean, three. Yeah, really I mean, we didn't even touch on Anunnaki, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, for I sure. caught that. Yeah, I caught that too. I caught that too. We'll talk though. We'll talk. talk. (laughs) Hey, listen. All right. So, to our audience, don't embarrass us. Make sure you get on Apple Music, Spotify, (laughs) YouTube, SoundCloud, all that. Type in Ronald Bossy. Run them numbers up. Show them some love. Tell them BZ Podcast sent you. And we bid you adieu. We'll be back soon. Have a great morning, evening, and after. Oh, shit. Afternoon bars. Bars. <laughs> Good night. Um, do us a favor, Ryan. Um, um, let us know what song we outro on with. Let's see. What's a good song, man? So y'all gave Dave Chappelle. Everything is everything. Or oh, fuck is you say? Oh, we do fuck is you saying, Brit? 
Let them hear the fuck you saying. There we go. There we go. That's my track. That's there some you saying different flavor from everything is everything and uh Dave Chappelle for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. So this is fuck is you saying by the homie Rano Bicy. We will catch y'all next week. We are out. Bye right, y'all. Fuck are you saying? Ain't no kryptonite for nothing. It's super feel maneuvers. Karma suit you. Fucking it since I knew it. Damn, son, where you find it? It's so exclusive. Excuse me. I'm the shooter. You know, tell me ain't got no misses. Jim Jones ballin', ain't no fallin' like a blooper. Got the room movie music spreadin' like a rumor. Put that on my soul, you can find you nothing cooler. Niggas lying on their soul like walking in with pumas. Uh, part of my humor, part of my tutors, part of my staff, part of my kufi. Leave your ego at the door to get the schoolin'. Niggas, my children, look at my students. What I taught you, what I showed you, where did my blueprint? Uh, we gon' taste some real shit, we gon' turn it to a living We don't live for corn, but we gon' go and get some mint Flow been dipped in gold, I got them bitches straight from Kimmy Yeah, got them, uh I said, we gon' taste some real shit, we gon' turn it to a living yeah. We don't live for coins, but we gon' go and get some mint Flow been dipped in gold, I got them bitches straight from Kimmy Yeah, if you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah Get in, bitch. We gon' straight to the moon. Please don't bust up the groove. Please, sir, watch how you step. Please, sir, watch how you move. I ain't got no patience for no nigga hating. On be God, I feel amazing. With my baby, ride my face. The only time a pussy shave me. You on the internet. We ain't really into that. This shit gon' go forever. The vibe is infinite. Yeah. Changing the channel and channeling greatness. Fuck is you saying? Yeah, ho. Eastside Casey. Yeah, ho. Stuck to the place that raised me forever like Velcro From rock bottom to the word of my hands The people on my elbows Walking on water from shell toes From screeching the echoes Saved by the bell hoe Under the lamppost Walking off instant Bitch, I'm a vessel A whole nother level uh, We gon' taste some real shit We gon' turn it to a living uh, We don't live for coins But we gon' go and get some mint yeah. Flow been dipped in gold I got them bitches straight from Kimmy Yeah, I got them One more time Uh I said, we gon' taste some real shit, we gon' turn it to a living We don't live for coins, but we gon' go and get some mission Flow been dipped in gold, I got them bitches straight from Kimmy, yeah Got them bitches straight from Kimmy, yeah Uh, it's so much more to motherfucking do So much more Fuck is you saying? That's the vibe forever we don't live for coins, but we gon' go and get some mesh. Flow been dipped in gold, I got them bitches straight from Kimmy, yeah. I got them bitches straight from Kimmy, yeah.